Hey guys, quick disclaimer here. The sound quality in the following podcast is a little rough. My voice is uh, echoing in spots. Uh, apologize for that. Uh, we talk about the AFC North in our third episode of the eight divisional previews. Andy Lake joins me to break down what we think is going to be a huge season for the Cleveland Browns. And uh, we also both like the Steelers more than most people do. And we have some questions about the Ravens. And, of course, we don't have a lot of expectations for the Cincinnati Bengals. So, here we go. Take a listen. Welcome back to your best bets. We have episode three of our divisional previews. Uh, We've been through the AFC East uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, we recently talked about the AFC South with our uh, resident Texans fan, Rich. Um, and so tonight we're going to be talking about the uh, AFC North, a, a division that really has two teams that have uh, hopes to not only win the AFC, but to uh, contend for a Super Bowl this year. Uh, so a lot to talk about with this division. Joining me tonight to break it all down is Andy Lake. Andy, how we doing? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for having me. I think you were on, uh, I think it was maybe the last week of the regular season last year to help me preview games and uh, talk about that. So I, I know NFL is right up your alley. Uh, so appreciate you coming back. Um, man, we're not that far away from football. No, not at all. It is very awesome time of year for people like us. Um, so the AFC North, last year, it's it's pretty interesting, and, and I – I, I was reviewing the division the last couple of days, and, and Andy, I kind of forgot the Steelers won the division, um, and they had that hot start to the season. I think they went 10-0. and um, They went 11-0. It was 11-0, okay, to start yeah. the season, and then they end up 12-4. Yep. Um, yep. the, and then the Ravens and Browns obviously come, come in tied behind them, and, and the Bengals at the bottom. Um, it's funny, though, because, uh, you know, a lot of the preseason talk, there's, there's not a lot of talk about the Steelers uh, being a, a, a viable contender uh, for this division. It's it's all Browns. It's all Ravens. Uh, I guess we could start with the Steelers. What are your thoughts on the Steelers as far as, as where they lie? You know, Big Ben's 39 years old. Uh, Andy, I find it really funny that he's talking about doing all this uh, stuff with healthy eating, losing weight when, you know, he's, he's in his 18th year, um, man, he maybe he should have thought of that maybe a few years ago, but um, what are your expectations for the Steelers? I, for me, I, they're borderline to me, a 500 team, like their defense is probably not going to be as good as last year. Big, huge concern with their offensive line. And I mean, last year they basically, I mean, he had games where, they threw, what, 55, 60 times? And it's like, yeah. you're not going to win with him throwing that much. If he's in the 30-35 and you got a solid run game, he's a, I mean, he's an elite quarterback. He probably still can be. But yeah. they haven't been able to run the ball in two, three years, consistently yeah. run the ball. And, I mean, in Pittsburgh, when it's cold, if you can run the ball, I mean, you're going to win especially yeah. with the defense they've had the last few years. But. Yeah. 
I see the biggest thing for them, getting Najee Harris could be a good thing, but I think they're kind of putting all their eggs in one basket with, like, that he's going to be the man when sometimes the Alabama running backs are kind of lumped in with the same as their wide receivers where it's like, is it the system they were in? Because you got all these first-round draft pick linemen, second-round linemen. Is he really as good as you think he is? So I think that for them will be a big telltale too with this year, whether or not they have that running game. Uh, That was actually who I was going to bring up was Harris. Um, You know, obviously a awesome current Alabama, like you, like you mentioned um, a guy that I think is probably slated to be the starter uh, in front of James Conner. Conner's he's he's gone to Arizona. That's right. Oh, See, that's why I'm glad you're on, Andy. Um, uh, I, I did not even know. I see that now. Um, so, yeah, this is Harris's job for sure. I, I know they brought in a, a new offensive coordinator, um, yeah. uh, Matt Canada. He uh, he has said in the offseason he wants to recommit to the running game to help, like you said, be more balanced. I mean, they have all these great wide receivers. That's great. But when you become predictable and one-dimensional in the NFL, you become – fairly easy to to stop and it, it took teams maybe half the season last year to figure it out but the end of the season they really sputter down the stretch um and then they lose to the browns in the wild card game um so we'll talk about the steelers a little bit later with with their over under but i i, they, I think they are their expectations are far behind the browns and the ravens uh Let's let's talk about the Browns. I mean, you want to talk about a franchise that has really uh, rebuilt their image and their reputation the last couple of years. Uh, you know, last year their season ends uh, at Kansas City in a game that they very much could have won, and they were in. And I, I think they really impressed a lot of people, and they have you know the. The cornerstones of a franchise, you know, in theory, built already. Um, I think they got a guy they like in Baker Mayfield. They had a great running back in Nick Chubb. Uh, I mean, you can say what you want about Odell Beckham, but he's still, you know, he's obviously coming back from injury, but a lot of talent there. Uh, Jarvis Landry on the outside. And their offensive line is really, really solid. Um, they became pretty much a running team last year um, with Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt. Uh, your thoughts. Your thoughts on the Browns. Uh, I think the thing to help them is when you have a superstar wide receiver like Odell and Baker. Baker wants to keep him involved. When he got hurt, it was more of okay. We need to rely on the run game more, which is what they, I believe, they should be doing regardless. Because you can Odell or even Landry or uh, Austin Hooper. You know, you can get. He may not have the 90 catches, but he may have, you know, 50 catches and 900 yards because he's getting that shot down the field because you're running the ball down their throat with the play-action pass and that kind of stuff. I think when their team, almost kind of similar to the Ravens, when they're ahead, they play really well. It's when they're behind is when they get into trouble because I think they need to run the ball to be successful because that offensive line is outstanding. Yeah, like, it really is. He couldn't have, the draft picks and the team they put together since they've gotten Baker, it couldn't have been better for his maturity, his growth as a quarterback, learning like I don't have to force things because I have this running game to rely on. Plus their defense has made leaps and bounds from the beginning. I mean, 
Miles Garrett is just, I mean, he's a one-man wrecking crew, and that's huge yeah. when you have a defense they can play too, when you're not having to win a shootout everywhere, when you can win a game 24-10 to 10 and dominate. That's where I was going to go with, with my point. Um, I, I think there was, you know, last year the, the defense, you know, in some games did, did give up some points, but uh, they were super aggressive in free agency. They signed probably the top safety and, and John mm-hmm. Johnson. Um, Jadavian Clowney came over to help with the pass rush. You know, of course, he's not the same guy, but even if he offers mm-hmm. a, a little bit, it's helpful. Um, you know, they, they added Malik Jackson, uh, you know, uh, for the line. Uh uh, they got another Nickelback, Troy Hill. I, I, you know, I'm I'm just looking at their their additions, and these are all on the defensive side of the ball. And they probably got maybe the one or two best cornerbacks in the draft, and Greg Newsom, who might be a starter. So, you know, they are just adding all this talent to what they would consider the, the you know the, the weak area of their team. And I don't know. I mean, on paper, this team is. Uh, I mean. They could win. They could win 14 games this year pretty easily. I, you know, of course, the adjusted schedule with 17 games. I mean, it, it's hard to find a lot of holes in the roster. And I really like um, Kevin Stefanski as the head coach. I, I thought mm-hmm. he really was a great fit for what they needed, and he seems to really pair well with Baker. I, I know the you know the head coach quarterback combination in the NFL is really important. And uh, Baker seems to really have bought in to what they want to do, run the ball, uh, you know, run play action and, and spread the ball out. So this team is fascinating. And, um, you know, I, 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 their Super Bowl odds, I, they were in the, the plus 2,000, Andy. They've been hammered by the Sharps, and now they're down to plus 1,600. So I don't know if they're, they're bettable necessarily to win the Super Bowl because their number's gotten too low. But I think mm-hmm. it's a team that can make a viable playoff run for sure. Oh, absolutely, because it's the same thing with, like you said last year, they got to Kansas City, like, they legitimately were in the game and had a shot to win, and I don't think that a young team gets to that point, you use that to see, like, oh, it's almost like an eye-opening experience where they're like, we could compete with these guys, even though you hear all the stuff, like, Kansas City's got to run them out of town and all that stuff. You stay in the game long enough and you believe, now you bring that into the next season, you're going to be even more hungry to get more success. With, like you said, they added defenses. They got the one, also on the defense, they, one of the draft picks that I love is they got the kid out of Notre Dame, the linebacker, who fell to them. I'm not going to try to pronounce his name because I will butcher it. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, Jeremiah. Yes. Um, I think that's an <laughs> underrated draft. I don't think... I think yeah. he's going to be tremendous, like third down, even maybe like Blitzen. I mean, I think they did really, really well in the offseason, stirring up something that was a weakness, and I think now it could be a strength. Uh, last point on the browser before we move on to the Ravens. Uh, Baker, where are you at with him? Is this a guy that is in the upper echelon of the leading quarterbacks, or do you still need to see a little more? I feel like... You have to. He's got one more year to prove to me that he's. And I'm not even going to put him up in like the. To me, if he has another year like he did last year, he's probably in the top ten quarterback. I don't think he's up in the top five yet. Talk or in like, but he's in the top ten talk because I think he needs to realize that he doesn't have to win every game himself. 
if he does need to win the game, then you can do that, but you don't have to do that every game. Yeah. It's okay to have a running game and like I said, win twenty four to ten. Because guess what happens? You win twenty four to ten, you keep doing that, you yeah. can end up like you said, you can end up winning fourteen games and next thing you know, everybody's coming to you for the playoffs. Yeah. And I, in Cleveland, you I don't think you want to go to Cleveland when it's cold because you don't ever it's kinda of one of those places like going to Chicago or Lambeau, you don't know what you're gonna get. It's a good point with Baker though. It seems like there was a certain maturity he played with last year compared to um, you know, to maybe even two years ago. Uh, where he he played with himself, he wasn't trying to do too much, and I, you know I don't think he has the ceiling to be a top five quarterback, but I think he could, you know, be as high as you know like seventh or eighth, and somewhere in that range where maybe eventually he tops out, and that's that that's the guy that you can win a Super Bowl with, I I, I believe. Absolutely. Um, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I, I think anytime you, you mention the Ravens, the conversation starts with Lamar Jackson, um, who has proven himself to be uh, a real force in, in regular season football. Um, his his postseason record is you know already up for debate. He's one and three in the postseason. Of course, you know last year he did pick up uh, his first playoff win at Tennessee. Um, but is this is this a guy that you feel like the Ravens can truly win the Super Bowl with, or is there is there enough limitations with Lamar that you you think that you know they might never win one with him, or is it just too early to tell? I think it's a little bit of it's a little too early, but there's still that. I mean, he's he's started thirty seven games and he's thirty and seven, but anytime they it's ridiculous. They, it's ridiculous, yeah, but then you look at, it's like, he lost to Kansas City twice. It's almost like when he plays a team that's equal to what they have, they struggle. And yeah, yeah. I don't – I think he's a better passer than everybody gives him credit for, but I also think that he relies on his legs more than he should. But in that aspect, I don't think the Ravens have put wide receivers around him to make him comfortable enough to where – Say they can't run the ball one game, and they got to throw thirty-five times. Where you're going to be comfortable with them doing that? That that was going to be my point. I, I don't know if they've helped him out as much as they could with scheme and uh, you know the, the the right talent to help them in the passing game. Um, you know, they drafted Rashad Bateman in the first round. He could certainly be something, but I don't know how much you can expect from a rookie. Um, they signed Sammy Watkins in free agency. Sammy Watkins, to me, has always been this tantalizing talent, but he's mm-hmm. always, always injured. Anywhere he's gone, he's he's had mm-hmm. moments, even with Kansas City, but he's he's been on the sideline a lot because he can't stay on the field. So, it, it, you know, I, I like that they're trying to surround, them, surround Lamar with the right talent, but I, I still have questions. They did uh, bring in a couple guys to the offensive line, um, you know, to help reinforce, um, you know, the running game. Um, I, I saw that they they allowed the, the fourth most pressures uh, last season. Um, so obviously they're trying to shore up that area, protect Lamar, protect your most important asset. Um, there's been so much criticism about, like you mentioned, his accuracy. And, you know, there's probably times where it's been well-founded and other times where, 
you know, he might be running for his life, and he's, you know, he's he's throwing exactly. a run, and yeah, it, it might not be it his forte, be but um, in the regular season, this guy's been phenomenal. He finds a way to win games, and a lot of it is with his legs. I, I tell you what, though, he's he's still probably one of the three most exciting players in the NFL. Oh, oh, absolutely. Um, um, my question, my question with the Ravens is they lost uh, two pass rushers in free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew, Matthew Judon and, uh, oh man, you know, it's, it's another one of these names, but Yannick Nagoke. Uh, yes. I don't know if that's close, but uh, it's two, two edge rushers. And of course in the NFL, it's what's your quarterback play and, and on defense, can you get to the quarterback? So I have questions about, um, you know, uh, you know, will they be able to get to the quarterback on defense? Um, but, you know, I, 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 they signed Justin Houston. Um, I, I think that helps, but he's he's obviously in his 30s. So I do have some questions on defense with them. Uh, do, can they do enough on that side of the ball to, uh, you know, help help Lamar? Um, any final thoughts on the Ravens? I think, like you said, opening with him, I think it honestly starts and ends with Lamar. If he has... The year he won the MVP, they could win 14 games. If he has the year he had last year, they might win 10-11. It's just that. Or or it could be they went nine. It just depends on – it. honestly, like, it depends on him and if he stays healthy, which he's – the way he's played, he's been very lucky so far that he has been able to stay healthy. It's true. He has, he has had luck on his side, and he hasn't – from what I've seen, taking a lot of big hits, and uh, you know, he's he seems to know when to slide, when to run out of bounds. Um, Cincinnati Bengals, you know, there's there's obviously a, a low expectation um, just with a rebuilding team like like the Bengals. They obviously have their their guy, uh, franchise quarterback, of Joe Burrow. You know, there's. It was unfortunate last year that they didn't have the offensive line to to protect him, and it ended up getting him hurt and where he tears his ACL, but he should be ready uh, for the start of the season. Interestingly, that they they with their first round pick they took with their first round pick they took they uh, took Jamar Chase out of LSU to with with Burrow, but they could have took a guy that I think might be a Hall of Fame talent, Panay Sewell. And yeah. it, it's interesting <laughs> to me that I mean you know, that that's a guy that could be your left tackle for the next 12, 13 years. And, and you'd never have to worry about Joe Burrow's blind side, but they did get Riley reef in, in, in free agency. They drafted uh, Jackson Carmen. He's a guard. He's supposed to be very good in the second round. Um, so they, they did add, add, add some pieces there, but it, it, that was, you know, to me, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out long-term chase versus Sewell. Um, I don't know about Zach Taylor, the coach. Um, you know, I've been reading that there's, you know, there's there's just some questions. Young head coach, you know, he's he's from the Sean McVay tree, um, but you know, you just haven't seen it yet. And, and fair fair to him, there's just not a lot of talent in, in Cincinnati to to work with. No, I I think the, the big I would have totally taken Sewell. I don't. I mean, I understand, plus the fact that Jamar Chase didn't play at all last year. Neither did Sewell. But 
being in Rusty as a left tackle compared to a wide receiver, completely different. I I mean, and like you said, you could have got a guy that could be your left tackle for the next decade with your quarterback. And it, it almost goes to, um, like, with Andrew Luck. Like, the reason Andrew Luck retired early is because the Colts didn't protect him. Like, if you're going to take a number one quarterback, you got to protect him. Same thing with Baker. They got him an offensive lineman to protect him. And now he's starting to thrive. You know, the last thing, like you said, I don't want to see Joe Burrow, who I think is an immense talent, who has the ability to probably be a top 10, top 5 quarterback with the ability, arm strength, everything he has. You don't want to see a guy like that getting hurt or running for his life. So I I get you, you, you want to reunite him with Jamar, but I think the better thing, in my opinion, would have been going offensive tackle. But like you said, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, yeah, and, and on defense, uh, they they signed Trey Hendrickson on the line. Um, they 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 lost um, uh, the kid that just went to the Jets and got hurt, Carl Lawson, um, mm-hmm. to replace him. Um, Ricardo Allen as a safety. Uh, there's there's just not a lot that they did in free agency. Um, in my mind, you know, I like the receivers, even besides uh, Chase, um, you know, T. Higgins, I really, really like. I, I think they have talent. It's it, To me, it's just I don't know if they've built the team in the right way. I, I, I like teams to build from, from the inside out, you know, with the, you know, really with the solid line, uh, both sides of the ball. And I just, I just don't know if they have that, uh, but we'll, we'll see, we'll see if Joe Burrow can, can make some plays. And I just expect him to be under pressure, uh, for most of the season, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, Andy over unders on wins here. This is this, uh, I'm going to see what you think here. Um, so the Bengals will start there over under six and a half. Um, the, the favorite is under. That's at minus one twenty. Would you would you take the Bengals to win seven games? I, no, I I think, I, I think that yeah. I mean, I'm looking at their schedule. It's like you know, it just they got to play. You got Green Bay, Baltimore twice. You've got Cleveland twice. You've you know, you're playing the Chargers, the Niners, Denver, Kansas City. I mean, it's not like I. You know, you got to play Minnesota. I mean, they just, if you look at their schedule, you know, you got the Jets in Jacksonville, like in Detroit. So, I mean, you could, they got to play Las Vegas at Las Vegas, you know, after a bye week. I mean, there's not, it, if there's seven wins on there, I don't see them. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. Um, that's, I mean, it, it's, it's going to be hard for them to even win a division game against these other three teams. Yeah. Like, I, they, I could totally see them going zero and six in the division, and the, you know, like what do you, and like you said, like I think they're building the team from the outside in. When you it's shown over time, you got to go from the inside out. Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I would hammer the under on six and a half. Uh, the Steelers, I was kind of surprised at this one. This is set at eight and a half wins. Um, the the over is at plus one twenty, so you get you get. Plus money at nine wins or more. Uh, I'll go first on this one, Andy. I I, I would take the Steelers to win nine games, um, especially with the the seventeen game slate. So you're telling me nine and eight would would, would win that bet? Uh, I, I 
you know, I, I think Ben has this rejuvenated feeling about him. I, from what I've seen in preseason, he looks good. He really does look good. And, um, you know, I, I think they're going to be committed to be more balanced to help him out. I like the receiving talent, and I think there's enough defensively that they could be in a lot of games. So I will take the over on eight and a half. I'm just sitting here looking at their schedule, and it's like they play only – they play nine teams that had a winning record last year. Okay. And it's like, in course, Baltimore's two of those. So is Cleveland. So right. you go 500 in those games, I don't see how they don't win nine games or more. Like, it just – to me, I, like, they haven't fallen off that. You know, it's me. Like, to give right. them eight and a half wins, it just seems super low to me. I mean, I would take the over – all day long on that. Yeah, I I, I I thought a team that won twelve games that would probably have been a nine and a half, maybe at least at least one higher. But uh, mm-hmm. so we both we both like the over there. Uh, Cleveland is at ten and a half, um, and this is minus one ten on on either side of the number. Um, based on what we talked about earlier, I think Cleveland's prime for a really big season. I could see them even being in contention for the one seed. Um, maybe I'm a, a sucker, and, and the Browns are going to be – they're going to do some Browns things along the way. I don't know. Uh, but to me, I, I just think on paper this team has so much talent. Um, I, I have a hard time seeing them not go 11-6. and six. Absolutely. I would take the over on that all day long. Like I'm looking at their schedule too. It's like they play – they have one, two, three, four – Five, six. They play six teams that had a winning record last year, and that's Pittsburgh twice, and you have Green Bay and Kansas City on there. Like so, I mean, it's like I just yeah. I think that they are doing it the right way. Like I, we said, inside out. Like I just don't. They could legitimately, if they won fourteen games, it would not surprise me at all. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they have the Bengals twice. I see. I see the Lions. I see our they Bears. Play, yeah, they play Houston. Uh, the, the Houston. They get I mean, Arizona. A, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of, of winning games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's 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 always hard to project how these teams are going to be, but uh, the Broncos are on the schedule as well. That don't you know? I don't expect them to be that great. How good is that opening game at Kansas City? Oh, uh, that's so good. Just great. That's going to be awesome. Well done, schedule makers. Yeah. Uh, Last over under Baltimore is at 11. So 11 solid. Uh, The favorite on that number is under. uh, It's minus 120 for under 11. Um, And I'm going to bite and take the under. and of course, I haven't done all the math on this, to, you know, to make sure, you know, to know if it would actually work out for all all these to work out. But in theory, I don't know if the Ravens win twelve games. It maybe eleven's right, the perfect number, but it feels to me like a, a ten and seven ish team. I don't know if the league is figuring out Lamar. Um, it, it feels like they, you know, defensive coordinators they just tend to get more film, more tape on guys, and they they start to figure out where's your weakness. Um, you know, how can I attack you to exploit you? And, and I feel like that's kind of what's happened to him a little bit in, in his, his career so far. Um, so with that said, I, I'll probably lean toward the under on, on the Ravens. What about you? I'm, I'm on under because, like what we talked about earlier, I don't think they 
filled the holes they lost on defense. I don't think they heal, helped him as wide receiver. Like, I'm looking at their schedule now. Their second week game is at Kansas City, but when you get into November, they're at the Bears, and they host Cleveland, go to Pittsburgh, at Cleveland, Green Bay, Cincinnati, Rams, Pittsburgh. I mean, that is a brutal end of the schedule. But, like, they, it's just I don't see – they could be – not, I wouldn't honestly. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up nine and eight, and they're clean or they're in that. Like when they get to like three weeks left, they need to run the table to make the playoffs. It's a good point that that last, I guess six seven it's, weeks, like you mentioned, the Browns twice, the Steelers twice, the Rams, the Packers. That's that's a tough end. You're right. Yeah. Um, uh, that's yeah. By the way, smart idea. Actually, looking at the schedule game by game, I did not. I did not actually do that. I just looked at the numbers, and I was thinking, yeah, I'll just. Yeah, that sounds good. But yeah, it actually makes sense to go through the schedule. Um, division odds, Andy. Uh, Baltimore is actually the favorite at plus one ten. Um, Cleveland is at plus one fifty five. Steelers at plus five hundred, and then the Bengals. We don't have to mention, but. I, I would think from what we both talked about, you know, I think we both like the Browns here. So if if you were ever betting this, plus one fifty five is is yeah, it's a pretty reasonable number for a team that you think not only should win the division but could make a run in the conference um, to make the playoffs. Um, this is one that I always like. Uh, Cleveland and Baltimore are big favorites to make the playoffs. Uh, their numbers minus two twenty five minus three hundred. Um, Pittsburgh would be the one to talk about there. Uh, Pittsburgh to not make the playoffs is minus 175, and then to make the playoffs is plus 140. So if you if you like Pittsburgh, you still think they are you know are mostly what they were last year. You're getting plus money on them to just get in, even as a seven seed. Uh, that's a number that I kind of like uh, myself. I do too. I on I. They could be the one division that has three teams in the playoffs. It wouldn't surprise me. Or they could be the one team that has one team in the playoffs. It's true. Yeah. Where they beat where they beat each other up and you know, then like you you lose a tough battle and then the next week you're flat, you next thing you know you've lost two games in a row and it could have been a game you should have won. So I I think I like the Steelers to make the playoffs, but it wouldn't surprise me if they don't. You know, it's, they're in that. I think they, for so many years, they've just been the cream of the crop in the division, and now, I mean, age catches everybody eventually. So, it, it feels like to me there's going to be, you know, it, it it'll be the following teams maybe fighting for a wild card. I think you know, last couple spots where I think we're talking about, you know, the Steelers, the Ravens, uh, probably. Colts should be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the Chargers make a big jump this year. I lo- I really like them mm-hmm. to, to. I make like the them playoffs. as well. And, and and I talked about this in our AFC show with with Drew a couple weeks ago. That the Dolphins and Patriots. I think one of them probably gets in from the East. I just can't figure out which one I like more. Um, I, I think and there. I think that team, Miami and New England. It all depends on quarterback play. Which one has the better quarterback yeah. play? they'll have a better year. Because I think both defenses are similar. I mean, he's a Belichick disciple, so they're pretty much ran the kind of the same way. But I think whoever has the better quarterback play is going to be the team that wins. It finishes second to Buffalo in that division. 
the conference odds to win the conference, Baltimore's at plus 600, Cleveland at plus 800. And then to win the Super Bowl, Baltimore's at plus 14, and Cleveland, as we said earlier, is plus 1,600. I, I don't think I have enough faith in Cleveland to necessarily bet them to win the Super Bowl, but for the conference, I, I, could, I could see a path, but that path always goes through Kansas City. Um, you know, I just don't know if I, I, I feel enough confidence to make a AFC winner bet on them, even at plus 800. Mm-mm. But, but I think I think I think they're in the mix, though. I really do. I do too, and it's and also could boil down to like we, you know, one injury to here or there to any team could change everything. Could change everything. You know, that's that's kind of the aim. I think it's going to be very interesting. How do you rest people? Do you, you know. Do you treat it like a regular 16-game season where True. it doesn't matter? It's just another game. I mean, it's all going to be new. You know, and also, like, when's, when is your buy? That could be a big, huge thing, you know, with the longer yes. season. If yeah. you have a early – because the Ravens have – their eight-week is their buy. Uh, See – Cleveland's helped out. Their buy is week 13. So, I mean, you know, say you do get an injury or someone banged up early in the year, you got that buy later in the year, you could get them right for making a playoff run. That's, that's a good point. Um, you know, so, so often I, I if, if it's my team, if I see that buy like week four or five, I'm, you know, I hate, I, I hate that for my team because I, I think later in the season you need that rest, uh, you know, more often than not. Um, uh, Andy, there's some props that I like. I'm just going to throw out there. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year, Najee Harris, uh, plus 800. Uh, we talked about him earlier. He's going to be the focal point of the offense, um, I, I, or a big, a big point of emphasis at least. I think that's a great number for him. Um, Joe Burrow, Comeback Player of the Year, plus 700. Uh, that one's probably a little more risk with, with what he's playing with. We, as we talked about, um, maybe my favorite prop that I found today, uh, Nick Chubb to lead the NFL in rushing. I, I actually, I love this one. Um, if he stays healthy plus 700, a uh, hundred dollar bet to win 700. So love that one. Um, obviously, you know, he'd have to overcome guys like Derek Henry, uh, Dalvin cook, uh, Christian McCaffrey, etc. But I think there's some value in Chubb this year. I also like uh, Big Ben over 27 and a half touch, 27 and a half touchdown passes. Um, uh, you know, I think he's probably right around 30. Is still, I still expect him to throw quite a bit. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster over 790 receiving yards. Um, I think he kind of had a down year compared to the, the other receivers, Deontay Johnson, um, and I forget the other guy's name. Their other receiver, oh, uh, Chase Claypool. Um, but I think Juju has a little bit of resurgence next year. Uh, I took, I did take Baker Mayfield under 29 and a half touchdowns. Uh, I think, again, I still think this is a rushing, a running team. I think he's right around 25. And I also took Lamar Jackson under 25 and a half touchdowns. Um, same, same reason. That's a running team, and, and Lamar is going to get six, seven, eight rushing touchdowns. That'll, that'll take away his passing touchdowns. So, those are some props that I like. 
thank you to Andy Lake for being on for the AFC North preview show. Um, check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and we will have uh, more division shows to come in the next couple weeks. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Go, 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 go.